Thanks for checking out the Renew Life Church podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that today's message encourages you. Hey, welcome to church. So glad that you're here today. Um, We especially want to welcome all of our first-time guests to Renew Life. So church, let's welcome all of them. Give them a big hand clap. So glad that you're here today. I'm Keith. I'm one of the associate pastors, and it's my privilege, it's my honor to uh, just to share a message with you and to share what I really believe is on the heart of God. You know, I think um, every single week, Braden and I, Cody, whoever's up here, um, whether they're preaching the message, leading worship, Steve-O, Leanne, um, doing communion, the thing that we endeavor to do is to hear God. The thing that we endeavor to do is to hear God and hear exactly what he's saying in the moment. Why? Because we believe that God is still speaking. Why? Because we believe that God knows every person that's going to walk into the building and exactly what they need to hear. Why? Because we want the Holy Spirit to lead and to guide us into all truth. Amen? Amen. And so we, we believe that the Word of God that we're going to get into today, that the Word of God, it is alive and it is powerful. And some of you today, this may be a word for, for you. Some of you may feel a little bit dead on the inside. Some of you may feel like your relationship with God is a little bit dead. It's a little bit mundane. You're not feeling it as much as you have in the past, and I'm just believing that, that he would wash over you today, almost like an ointment would come over your soul and your heart, and, um, and just, get you, just get you ready to, to receive more from God, amen? This, this is what is going to happen as we read his word. It's going to become alive, and you're going to become alive. Acts chapter 1, we're going to dive back into what Braden started last week, talking about the Spirit of the Lord and how he is upon our lives, and what it looks like when he is on our life. Acts chapter 1, verses 4 through 5, and then verse 8. Let's read it together. This is Jesus. He's with his disciples. He's talking to them. He says, while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And you will receive power. Come on, say power. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. What is the result of the Holy Spirit coming upon your life? The result is power. Power to do what? Power to overcome. Power to have victory. Power to defeat sin. Power to just go after anything you want to go after. Where does it come from? It comes from the Holy Spirit upon your life. He said you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Today I want to uh, talk to you about that very thing, about the Holy Spirit coming upon your life. But I want to do it in the context of the story of Samson. How many of you remember the story of Samson? Have you ever read that story? You know, as a boy growing up, it's like there's no better story than Samson. Why? Because Samson's jacked. Samson has an 18-pack. Samson has guns, all right? Samson kills a 1,000 people with the jawbone of a donkey, and all the guys said, amen. It's like, that's my kind of story, right? Death in the Bible. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like awesome. We, 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 we love the story of Samson. We, people get tattoos of him and all this stuff. But I recently I went back, and I, I read the story of Samson. And truth be told, the story of Samson is not a good story. Samson is a horrible role model, especially for boys. You go back and you read his story. He had a problem with women. He had a problem with pride. 
And you go back and you just see his life, and he did these amazing things. But there, there was also some tragedy. There was a lot of tragedy involved in his life. He didn't necessarily use the spirit of the Lord the right way. He didn't exactly use the supernatural strength that he was given by God the right way. And, we can, and I can sit up here and I can knock Samson and tell you how bad he is, but truth be told, if we are all really, really honest with ourselves, there's a little bit of Samson in all of us. There's times when we do good and there's times when we don't. There's times when our life looks pretty good and times when we just royally screw it up. And I think we can learn a lot from the life of Samson. We're going to get into that in just a moment. So today I want to title, title the message, The Holy Spirit and a Lion Carcass. Let's pray. God, we thank you. We thank you that you are here. We just, we even get quiet enough right now. We still our, our mind and our soul and our heart. We forget about the cares of today, the worries of tomorrow. And we say, you have the next 25 minutes. Only you, God. You have it. Holy Spirit, we invite you here to lead and to guide us in your word. I pray, God, that even as I speak, you speak louder. That you begin to share things and show people things in this service. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. If you agree, say amen. Amen, amen. Um, have you ever done something amazing, but nobody was around to see it? Anybody ever done that? How many of you have gone to like, you've started to fumble your phone and you've gone to like drop it and you just make some crazy Odell Beckham catch, save it, save it from getting cracked, save you $800. Anybody, come on, testify right now. Have you ever done that? I know nobody saw it, but you can tell everybody right now. If you've ever saved your phone, okay, nobody, don't raise your hand. Forget y'all, okay, it's okay. No, I'm kidding. But it's like, we, we've all done these, these amazing things and, and truth be told, we want people to know about them, right? We want people to, to see it. I, I remember... Long time ago, I was up one morning fixing breakfast, and I was fixing some eggs, and had my spatula in my hand, and I was sort of waiting for them to get to the. I like my eggs over hard. I know, don't judge me. I don't like them running, because I'm a Christian. Okay, um, but I was cooking them. <laughs> some of y'all are like you aren't a Christian. I like over easy. All right, so I was cooking, and I was standing there with a spatula, and I can see it in my mind, like. This is one of the most amazing moments in my life. Like, I can see it. All of a sudden, I just, I fumbled the spatula, and it began to drop in slow-mo. And I was like, ooh, no. And it was coming down towards my foot, and it, I, I swear this happened. This is not a lie. I'm a preacher. can't lie, especially in church. It came down, and it was about to hit my foot, and I just went, and I literally hit it perfectly where it just popped right back up and came right here, and I just caught it. And I was like, did anybody see that? Anybody? <laughs> I'm a beast. I am the man. I'm the most talented guy in the world. Did you see that? I dropped a spatula and just, uh, got it. And I, I did all that in like two milliseconds because I realized nobody was around, so I wanted to make it even cooler. So I looked, nobody, and I just went to flipping my eggs like right away. Like, yeah, I meant to do that. Mm, no big deal. We've all, we've all done something uh, cool like this or amazing like this. And, and the truth is, deep down on the inside, we don't want to leave it in the dark, but we love to bring those things out to the light, sort of like I just did to a whole congregation. I had to let y'all know about my spat. Why? Because I, 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 I can't just leave that there. I need to let you know about it. And there's just something on the inside of us as, as just human beings that we like people to like us. 
We want people to know about our accomplishments. We want, we want people to know uh, about the, the good things that we've done. When, when we do those things and nobody's looking around, like it's not good enough to high five and chest bump ourselves. Like we want somebody to come alongside us and celebrate us. You know, Samson was the same way. Samson had a similar story. We're going to read this story in Judges chapter 14 of the very first thing that Samson ever accomplished. The very, one of the very first things he ever did that you would read and be like, wow, Samson was blessed by God. He had something supernatural about him. Here Samson is, and he's, he's with his parents. I'm going to give you a little backstory there. They go down to this town called Timnah. And um, he's, he's in the town, and he sees this Philistine woman who he's really, really attracted to. So he goes back home with his parents, and he's like, Mom, Dad, girl, hot, get her for me. That's, that's the paraphrase right there. Like, I want that girl, go get her for me. And so they say, okay, we, we could probably work this out. And so they're on their way back to the town for him to, to talk to her, for him to meet with this woman to see if, he really wants to marry her. And this is where we pick up in the story. Judges chapter 14, verse 5. As Samson and his parents were going down to Timnah, a young lion suddenly attacked Samson near the vineyards of Timnah. At that moment, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him, and he ripped the lion's jaws apart with his bare hands. He did it as easily as if it were a young goat. Now, I'm not sure about the author, but apparently he'd ripped a young goat's jaws apart, and that's the example that he used. I don't know what to do with that. Apparently, it was easier than a lion's jaws, okay? Just go with it. So he rips the, the, jaw, the lion's jaws apart, kills him. And when, and, but he, check out this next part. It says, but he didn't tell his father and mother. When Samson arrived in Timnah, he talked with a woman and was very pleased with her. So now he goes back to his hometown, and here's where we pick up. Later, when he returned to Timnah for the wedding, so he decided, yep, she's not only hot, we talked, and she's smart too, gonna, gonna seal the deal. So now, they're, now he's coming back for the wedding. When he returned to Timnah for the wedding, he turned off the path to look at the carcass of the lion. And he found that a swarm of bees had made some honey in the carcass. He scooped some of the honey into his hands. Somebody say, that's gross. And ate it along the way. He also gave some to his father and mother, and they ate it. But he didn't tell them he had taken the honey from the carcass of the lion. You know what's interesting about this story? It's one of the first stories we read about Samson. As you go along in his story, you see him do some pretty amazing things. But I would argue that Samson actually started his life out in humility. He actually started off with maybe a, a pretty humble guy. Why? Because the guy fought a lion, ripped its jaws apart, and didn't tell anybody about it. Like, I'm going to tell you about my spatula story, and Samson won't even tell you about killing a lion. Like, this is, this is something that you tell people. This is something that you share with people. This is something you go back to your parents and be like, Mom, Dad, I know y'all are wondering, like, if I got it or not. Well, on the way down, this lion came out, crushed it. I got it. Didn't say that. And can I just make a point that has nothing to do with my message? What in the world were Samson's parents doing? <laughs> Where were they? And how far ahead did they let Samson get? Like, how can you fight a lion, come back and not tell them, and they not know? 
there had to at least be some leaves in his hair. He looked a little dirty, something. But they just so they need they need some parenting is what they, they need some parenting skills. They got problems. Moving on, Samuel's parents got problems. Okay, but he doesn't he doesn't say anything. Doesn't say anything. I'd say that's pretty admirable. I'd say that's something to to look up to. But what once started in humility, his life quickly turned to pride. What happens next in the story? It says that he's on his way to get married. And I don't know if Samson, if he, I'm, I'm, I may be reading and interpreting this my own way. I don't know if he needed a little bit of extra encouragement, a, a little bit of, you know, put some value on his life for him, him to remember how awesome that he was. But he's on the way, and it says that he turns off the path. Why does he turn off the path? Because he wants to go and remember how awesome he is. It says that he actually turns off the path to go and find the lion carcass. And he finds, when he finds that lion carcass, what does he do? He, he notices there's bees and honey on the inside, and he scoops it up, and he eats it. What's the significance of this? Well, Samson was a Nazarite. The easy explanation, he was set apart by God. There were certain things that he could not do. He couldn't drink. He couldn't eat certain things. Um, he, he had to stay away from things that were dead. And he literally reached down and not only touched an unclean animal, but reached down and ate from it. As if to say this, I'm Samson. I killed a lion. I can do whatever I want to do. I think what we can get from this story, if we just got real honest with ourselves, is that we as people, we love to turn off the path, and we love to go over to our lion carcasses. You want to know why? Because just like honey, it tastes pretty good. It feels pretty good. It feels pretty good to go back to the areas where we killed it to the areas where we accomplished something great, to the areas where we got a trophy, to the areas where we're like, man, I, I may have messed up a lot, but right here, man, I, I, I did it. You know, as the story goes, Samson actually ends up telling 30-plus people about what he did. Why? Because he felt good about himself. He felt good about the accomplishment. I think that he grew into some things and he realized, wow, I really am amazing. And he, and he went over and in pride, he just ate. He ate from his accomplishment. He got his nourishment from his success. He, got his, he hung his hat on the things that he could say, wow, look what I did. You know what he didn't do? I wish the story would read different because I wish that it said that he turned off the path and he ran to the lion and he lifted his hands in worship and said, I remember when the spirit of the Lord came upon me and helped me defeat this lion. That he, that he took a moment to worship, that he took a moment to maybe even build an altar or a memorial to God and say, I remember the day that my parents weren't looking after me and I got ahead of them and you saved my life. God, I've just come here to remember how good you are to me. It doesn't say that. Instead, it says that he took all the credit. If you go through the life of Samson, you know what you see? 
You see him do some really, really amazing things. But you know what it says right before he does the amazing thing? It says the spirit of the Lord came upon him. As if to say, Samson, you couldn't do it without God. Samson, you couldn't do it without the Holy Spirit on you. The very fact that you have the strength that you have and the power that you have is because the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. And so many times, if we're not careful, I don't think we do this on purpose. I don't think you even maybe think you're doing it right now. But we love to go over to our accomplishments and think, man, look at what I did. Look at what I did. Especially us guys. We love to hang our hat on the truck that we drive, on the job that we have, on the money that we make, on, on the two state championships we won 50 years ago and you weren't even on the field. Like we love, well, I remember back in the day we won two state championships and I didn't even have cleats to play in. And they're like, no, yes, you did have cleats. You're lying. What are you doing? You're talking about your lion carcass. We as guys, we love to share lion carcass stories. And if one guy opens up the lion carcass, the other guys just love to jump on the bandwagon and open up a a whole lot of lion carcasses. Like, you did that, I'm going to let you finish your story, maybe, and then I'm going to tell mine. And then you're going to tell yours. I'm going to tell mine again because I I have stories because I'm Samson. And I don't mean this to be condemning or to make you feel guilty. I'm just trying to be real with you. This is what I do. This is what we do. I talked to Natalie right before the, the, the service, and I was like, hey, I meant to talk to you because I'm really good at knowing what lion carcasses guys have, but what about girls? Do they have any? She was like, no. So y'all are good. Y'all can leave. Go ahead, ladies. Just walk on out. Y'all are good. <clears throat> no, but she said probably one of the biggest things that we as we, I can't say we, that y'all as women <laughs> Do y'all have hats? Like to hang your hat on. Like to hang your purse on. Woo, there we go. This is just getting good. Is your kids. You hang your hat on how, how, how good is my kid? How athletic is my kid? How talented is my kid? How good do they do in school? How nice are they? How much do people like them? Can I just say this? The more accomplishments that we hang our hat on that aren't God's, It's just setting us up for failure because eventually you won't have an accomplishment. Eventually you'll do something and not be successful. Eventually you will go through a hard time and you will miss it. But if you live your life running over to the accomplishments and the success and the lying carcasses in your life and you stay there and you lift your hands and worship, and you remember God, and you remember, wow, it was the Spirit of the Lord upon me that enabled me to do this. It was the Spirit of the Lord upon me that enabled me to be successful. It was the goodness of God that gave me the prosperity in my life. It was the grace of God that allows me to walk free and and dignified and righteous in His sight. It's the goodness and the mercy of God that allows me to live with joy and with peace. Can I just tell you, I actually don't think it's wrong to turn off the path to go look at your lion carcass. As long as it's in remembrance of the Spirit of the Lord upon your life. Come on, I'm telling you today, the Spirit of the living God is upon you. 
And you don't have to be perfect to get it. You don't have to, you, you can't work for it. You can't deserve it. Scripture is very clear. He pours out his spirit as a gift. You want proof? Go read the story of Samson. Finish out the story. He continued to mess up. And you know what God continued to do? Pour out his spirit upon him. He abused the spirit of the Lord multiple times. God continued to pour it on him. What's that a picture of? It's a picture of the grace of God. Hear me today. You're worthy of the spirit of the Lord being upon you. Not because of what you do, but because of everything that Jesus did. And he covered you with his blood. And he made you righteous. And he made you pure. And he made you a son. And he made you a daughter. And guess what sons and daughters get to represent? Him. Guess who they get to use to represent him? The Holy Spirit. He's not just in you. If you'll ask him, he will come upon you. He'll come upon you. You know, I'm reminded of the Israelites when they're, about to cross over into the promised land. Finally, the new generation is about to come in to the very thing that God has promised them. And you know what God does? He dries up the Jordan River. It actually says that he backs up the Jordan River to where it forms a wall, and they're able to walk on dry ground. Amazing story. And you know what God tells 12 of the men to do? He says when the water dries up and you're walking through the river, I want you to reach down and pick up a stone and carry it with you because over on the other side, we're going to build a monument that we can show future generations the goodness, the mercy, and the power of God in our life. And they built a monument so that they could tell their kids, hey, look, this is when God dried up a river. Hey, look, this was, the, this was us coming over into the promised land in the presence of God going before us. He, he literally backed up the waters so that we could walk on dry land. This is how much God is for our people and for you. In other words, it's okay to remember. It's okay to go to your lion carcass. It's okay to go to the trophies and the accomplishments and the success in your life. In fact, God would say it's okay. As long as it's a monument. As long as it's an altar. As long as it's a remembrance that, wow, that was the Spirit of God. That was the Spirit of the Lord upon my life. I've had these moments over the last couple weeks where the Lord's just been drawing me back to my past accomplishments. Looking back at the time I spent playing football and all the memories that I had, and I was even spending time and just like a quiet time with him, and he reminded me of this picture frame that Natalie had made me, and it's just a bunch of pictures of me playing, and my very last game that I played, and it's probably 20 pictures on it. And he had me go to it. And I can honestly tell you, as I looked at that picture and I remembered, it was like, I didn't do any of that. There would be no way that I could have ever done that if it weren't for the Spirit of the Lord upon my life. I felt like the Lord said, good, pick it up, take it to your office, hang it up. Let it be a reminder of the Spirit of the Lord upon your life. Let it be a reminder of the goodness of God. Can I just say this as believers, as Christians? Stop walking around with your head down and not letting anybody know about your accomplishments because your accomplishments are the very evidence of the Spirit of the Lord upon your life. 
What's a testimony? What, 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 what is evidence that God is on you? Your accomplishments, your success. It's okay. It's okay to look good. It's okay to drive a good car. It's okay to live in a nice house. Why? Because when people see that, you can say, yeah, God. 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 You know what every man in here desires? We all desire to have a man cave, don't we? Come on. Anybody does desire to have a man cave? What do you want to put in your man cave? Lion carcasses. Deer. Exactly. I'm going to go kill a lion, and I'm going to have a lion carcass just laying around. Next time y'all see me, I'm just going to drag a... Okay, it's weird. In our man cave, what do we want? We want to we hang our, our deer. We want to put our... Uh, our jersey up. We want to, we want to uh, have that little trophy when we beat all our buddies in a go kart race, and we just have, we just have it somewhere where somebody like, what is that? Well, let me tell you about my lion carcass. We want that. There's something in us that's like, yeah. Can I just say, that's okay. As long as when people get invited into the man cave. You say, look at the goodness of God on my life. Look at the spirit of the Lord upon me. Love that song we've been singing. Holy, there is no one like you. There's none beside him. There's no one as good as our God. There's no one that even can even <laughs> shake a stick at him. No one that can even compare to him. No one that can even just be close to him. He's higher and above all. And he's the very one that is on your side. He's the very one that, that, that says, I'll pour my spirit upon you. The best gift he could ever give you. And how dare we not use the spirit of the Lord upon our lives. I feel really strongly about this part. Stop walking around humble. I don't mean don't be humble. But humility is not hiding the accomplishments of God. Humility is magnifying the accomplishments of God, saying it wasn't me, it was all him. That's humility. Pride says it's me. Humility says it's all him. Pride says, wow, look what I did. Humility says, wow, look what he did. Let your life be a testimony. I think for some of us, there's a couple different things that I think we need to do. For some of us, we need to give credit where credit is due. Maybe we've had some big accomplishments. Maybe we've done some pretty amazing things. Maybe like maybe some of us can pull off a really cool hat like Steve-O and we're like, man, I'm accomplished. <laughs> Not everybody can do that, by the way. Maybe for some of us, it's like, yeah, there's been some really amazing things in our life. And it's time just to give credit where credit is due. It's time instead of running over and eating the honey, it's running over and lifting our hands in worship. For some of us, we just need to ask the Holy Spirit to come upon us. We've never asked him before. We don't necessarily understand and know what all that means. Some of you just need to ask him. For others of us in here, I believe there's a group of us that you just need 
to realize that you are worthy to carry, carry the spirit of the Lord. I don't know where you're at today, but I do know what he wants to do with every single person in here. He wants to bring his spirit upon your life so that you can go and do amazing things. Hear me today. You're called to do something great. You're called to do something big. And it's going to take big power to do it. And the only power that you could possibly have is the power of the Holy Spirit upon your life. You cannot accomplish what God wants you to accomplish without him. You can't. You need him in your life. If you bow your head and close your eyes. Holy Spirit, we invite you right now. Come upon us. Come upon us, Holy Spirit. If we've asked you before, we say more. More Holy Spirit more power. If we've never asked you before, we say, Holy Spirit, come upon us for the first time. Fill us with power, just like you filled the believers with power. God, I pray there would be moments for these people that as they walk through their day, they would come up against a circumstance and a situation, and that they would even physically feel the Spirit of the Lord coming upon them to actually defeat it, to have the words to say, to have the wisdom that they need, that the Spirit of the Lord would come upon them and eradicate fear in their life. The Spirit of the Lord would, would just come upon them in whatever way they need Him. And like Jesus, we would be thankful for that very thing, that we would come back to places of worship to remember it's not about me, it's all about If you look up here, the end of the story was Samson. You know how it ends. He shares the secret with Delilah. They capture him, pluck his eyes out. He's a slave to the Philistines for the rest of his life. You could look at his life and say, man, the tragedy was his pride. The tragedy was his issue with women, whatever it is. Can I tell you, you want to know what I think the greatest tragedy of his life was? that the day that he woke up and was captured, it says that he didn't even notice that the Lord had left him. Which tells me this. He didn't know when the Lord was with him either. Maybe he'd gotten numb to it. Maybe he had gotten so prideful that it just thought it was all him. I don't know why the reason is. I just know I want to be a person who recognizes the spirit of the Lord members recognize it and ask for more every single day. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed our podcast today. You can find out more about our ministry at RenewLifeChurch.com or on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Also, our app is available for download so that you can stay up to date. Again, we are so glad you joined us. If you're in the Midland Odessa area, we invite you to come be our guest at one of our services. Have a great day, and we hope to see you soon.